0: I'm Matthew, and this is a recycler review in my King of Hearts, Queen of Sorrows series where I cover Mobile Fighter G-Gundam. The episode I'll be discussing today is episode 19, Fierce Battle, Dragon Gundam vs. Bolt Gundam. And my title for it is Big Boys Don't Complain. This episode features uh, a conflict between Sai Sai Xi of Neo-China and uh, Argo Golski of Neo-Russia as the main... Uh, conflict. There's a little bit more to it though, because we do get into a subplot about um, Nastasha, who is the uh, like prison ward or whatever, uh, presiding over um, over Argo, like arguing with her government that the G- that the Dark Gundam is a much bigger threat uh, to everybody and that they need to be facing it or dealing with it somehow than the uh, Gundam fight itself, and uh, they're pushing back against her on that uh, as well. Domun continues to persist in his training uh, with little results, and he kind of gets a lesson in why that is, and he gets another chance to overcome a part of himself uh, and take another step closer to attaining control over the super mode. As part of all this plot, uh, we get to see a... uh, actually a bunch of them. I'm just showing one on the uh, video version of the podcast, but we get to see a bunch of those Dark Army Gundams... um, gussied up, kitted up, whatever, to look like Dragon Gundam, and um, they attack the Neo-Russia camp, and it causes a fight between them, and then later on, a bunch of them, it's like an attack of the clones, uh, comes and attacks uh, at Domun's camp, uh, where Domun and Rain are, and uh, well, I'll get more into that later, but um, anyway, it was cool to see those things. Uh, I really like them uh, kitted up to look like other Gundams, I think that's kind of a cool idea that I would like to see more done with in the future, I guess. I don't know what, but it's just kind of neat. So I brought up that there's the fight between, uh, Saishashi and, uh, and Argo, but I don't know if I made it 100% clear that Saishashi hasn't been able to, uh, fight with the same, well, he, he hasn't been trying to fight. He's been, uh, training, but his, uh, guardians, um, zeus I, I can't remember their names, I'm sorry, the monks have noticed that he hasn't, like, been present, uh, his mind hasn't been there, even though he's physically been doing the training, he's just kind of been going through the motions, and, uh, it turns out that that's because he's still afraid of the Dark Gundam, and when he's fighting with Argo for the first time, he, uh, no, I think he's, he's fighting on foot with him, yeah, uh, but he sees, like, a vision of the Dark Gunham and he runs from it, and ends up falling into the river and getting hurt, um, and I like the fact that there are long-running repercussions to their run-in with the Dark Gundam and that they showed that with Chibiti and now they're showing it with saesai um, Uh Didn't show it with Argo because apparently... Uh, well, maybe he's dealt with that already. But it is interesting that there are consequences to that and it's affecting the characters going forward and it's kind of informing the, the shape of their arcs um, and it's allowing them to be brought together like this and, and have this you know extra bit of conflict... Um, I think it's really interesting. And then if you go to the Sasha side where she's telling her government that they need to be dealing with the dark Gundam or considering it, or, or at least keeping tabs on Domun because wherever Domun goes, the uh, dark Gundam is sure to follow. Um, it is, uh, it's kind of neat how all these different stories of all these different characters are being tied together, uh, with this one thing that they all went through together. I mentioned that, uh. So they say she gets injured uh, by falling into the river and then he ends up at Doman's camp somehow and uh, Rain ends up, ends up patching him up and he's complaining about it. That's where I got the uh, the title quote, uh, Big Boys Don't Complain, because he's fidgeting and you know crying a little and really upset about uh, her patching him up. And uh, it's interesting to me, <laughs> I wonder if she's being a little extra rough with him because like he came along and pulled up her skirt and stuff and embarrassed her, and that's not cool. Um, there's this uh, sibling aspect to his relationship with Domun and Rain, which I don't know, like, in, like, from watching Tokusatsu, I know that little kids will call any, or, like, a lot of, little kids will easily call somebody, like, a teen, uh, Oni-chan, or, or Nisan, or nichan. whatever, like, older brother, older sister, when referring to them, as opposed to calling them by their name if they don't know them, so there's kind of a automatic sibling relationship to people who are older to you, at least in some Japanese culture. I don't know if that extends to China or not, uh, but I would kind of wonder if that's what she's doing there. Regardless of why he's doing it, the fact that she regards them as like a brother and sister, um, which, you know, you don't pull your sister's skirt to show her panties off. Like, that's a you don't do that to anybody, but, you know, it's, it's kind of especially weird to do to your sister. Anyway, I would think. I don't know. Never did it with either of my sisters, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I like that aspect of his character because it makes him open and vulnerable to uh, to Rain and moon and it makes it feel like he can, I don't know, kind of learn things from them. Um, it creates kind of a little bit of an opportunity for teasing and stuff that I don't like, especially I'm not planning on raising my kids to, you know, tease each other and mock each other and things like that, and, uh, I've got, you know, an eight to, uh, well, oldest is eight and I've got three, so, um, they go down from there, and it's a little bit difficult sometimes to get them to be nice to each other, but I think it's easy to stamp out the culture of, like, bullying your siblings, um, we just, you know, anyway, whatever, I'm not gonna go on about that, but, um, (sighs) To some extent. So I don't like that bullying of your siblings culture, but at the same time, uh, I think that openness and that vulnerability that you have with your siblings is healthy in a lot of ways because um, anybody you're close to, yeah, maybe it's hard to reach them. It's hard to reach people close to you sometimes, but also it's harder for uh, just a stranger to speak into your life and, and change things. So when they're prodding him and Uh, Teasing him about, you know, kind of being cowardly or weak or whatever. Um, And and he hasn't told them about his fear of the Dark Gundam, I don't think. Uh, But in them nudging him, uh, Saishashi resolves to uh, go ahead and face his fears and uh, fight Argo. And there's a little bit of it that's unhealthy, I think. And it's probably like a manner of pride as to why he's fighting. So they're, you know, teasing him and he feels embarrassed about how badly he lost. You know, Domo brings up like, oh, you lost your, you know, you couldn't uh, match his strength, all your martial arts skill. And Sai so I say she gets defensive and say, well, I was caught off guard and whatnot. Um, but, you know, so it's kind of coming from a, neg- a place of negativity, but ultimately that pressure and that uh, stress on him and his desire to be seen not as a little kid. Like when Rain. You know, she condescends when she's like, big boys, don't complain. Uh, Domun's only four years older than her. And correction, Rain and Domun are both 20 years old. Saishai is 16 years old. So they're four years older than him. Uh, To bring this to a close in a way that makes the most sense, what I'm saying is that I like the fact that they have the sibling type relationship because sometimes we need to be called out on our BS. And I feel like that's what Rain and Domun are doing for Saisai here. And that's a really good thing. So, uh, Argo and, uh, Saishashi have this amazing battle, um, <laughs> amazes me with how good he is, I mean, obviously it's the show's creators and what not making him as good as he is, but it's really awesome how great of a fighter this kid is, and, uh, really, uh, you know, if they were to do a sequel series, I think he should be the protagonist, I think that could be really interesting, because um, I think he could have some growing yet to do. Anyway, um... So they have this awesome fight, but I'm going to focus right now on the fact that Domun kind of uh, gets his groove back a little bit. Uh, Rain was working on the mobile trace system, and she wasn't able to complete it because there was too much going on. And uh, therefore, the uh, feedback on it was set to way too high. And it ended up inflicting all this pain on Domoon, And yet, he was able to... Concentrate on casting aside his fears, like Schwartz had talked about, uh, which is exactly what Sae Saishi had to do. He had to forget about his fears of piloting the Gundam because last time he was doing it, they fought against the Dark Gundam, and it really, you know, got to him. Uh, so just like Sae Saishi, um sets aside his fears, uh, Doman has the same opportunity, and he rises to that same challenge, and he's able to uh, move the Gundam and uh, you know do a Shining Finger and destroy the final uh, Dragon Gundam copy Dark Army guy. Uh, and then Domun, uh, you know, pulls out his sword again and he's like, I will learn how to do the super mode, uh, on my own whenever I want to. And I really like that his resolve is, is firmed up because he's, he was doing all this training. He's been training since before Chibdi got there. He has been training since, uh, after Chibdi left and his training is still re- not resulting in anything, but him seeing these examples and him living through these, uh, you know, little crises is helping him to figure out exactly what he needs to do to, find that place in himself so that he can call in the super mode as he wishes and I really like seeing Domen struggle and overcome those challenges because I don't know I guess it makes me feel better about myself uh, it's kind of like how I like Bare Naked Ladies music so much because a lot of their songs the speaker is like a real awful guy um and I don't know maybe vicariously makes me feel better about myself Alright, I want to touch on the subplot. I, you know, I really should just truncate this section here because I already talked about it. Nastasha's complaining to Neo-Russia that they need to keep an eye on the Dark Gundam and they're telling her not to. She ends up getting yelled at, basically, and chastised by, I assume, her commanding officer. And it's interesting. There's this meme of a dad yelling at a mom and a mom yelling at a, her oldest child and the oldest child yelling at the younger one and then the young one yelling at the third kid and the th- third kid yelling at the dog. And um, it's in like kind of an old-timey, like, 50s uh, kind of thing uh so it looks like i don't know what these cards are called but they're online um and it's interesting because uh you know the buck gets oh and like the guy had got yelled at by his boss at work and like the buck passes on and on and uh people keep getting hurt by uh like a negative circumstance that they don't necessarily they aren't at fault for it um And I just thought that was kind of interesting because then Nastasha (laughs) yells at Argo and she's like, you've got a bomb strapped to your chest and don't forget you're a prisoner no matter where you go, you'll never be free. And uh, I just thought that was interesting. By the way, I love the voice actress's performance of the dub. I think it's very cool, but uh, it's just, you know, that's how I characterize it. Um, So yeah, that's interesting. It's just an interesting thing. Uh, Like I said, this show is a lot deeper than I had ever suspected. And it's things like this, these things that occur in the subplot that pop up and i guess like focus on the human condition in some way uh in a way that you wouldn't expect from a uh like children's arguably uh fighting tournament show uh that i don't know they they were those things are what really makes gm special to me and then you know shining finger and stuff sekiha love love Tenkyoken. anyway i'll move on to the next subject By the way, if you just heard me gulping my coffee, I apologize, and I will refrain from uh, drinking it whilst recording. I'll do it while I'm paused next time. So anyway, uh, pretty much the rest of the episode, I want to focus on um, the visual elements, so uh, there's these really great shots that show like the scale and the grandeur of the Gana Highlands and the Gundams. There's rain on top of it and then you see like an upshot from below and then you see a closer shot of her working on it. And then you see her turn around and she's looking at Gomun, or Domon uh, at the waterfall where he's fighting. And then when they show Domon from inside of the waterfall, you can see rain on the Gundam and the Gundam standing up from far away. So it's like the way the shots are composed in the show are really excellent and as good as the robot fights are, and as awesome as those designs are, that those uh, like heightened design elements of like structuring the layout of the the um, the terrain, I guess, uh, really make me happy and are are really great aspects of uh, G Gundam. Again, there's a beautiful shot of uh, Sai Sai Xi, uh seeing this river that the uh, Neo Russia camp is set um, close to. And then he has this peeping Tom thing, and then he gets attacked. But then when he's confronted by uh, Argo, he ends up with his back to the sea. And we're seeing this low shot from like just above the waves. And it's looking up at him, and he's looking back terrified. And uh, again, it's really neat. And then we have uh, a really great shot of Dragon Gundam. In Dragon Gundam's first appearance, when it was controlled by that bandit, they made it look really intimidating and scary. And they do the exact same thing here. Nastasha sees it through the mist. It's all dark. It's kind of from low. It's it's great. Um, and then we end up, I don't, she comes upon Domun in this camp, and uh, she's got these, you know, Neo-Russia goons with her. Soldiers, I should say, with respect. Anyway, um, and uh, it's just a really great, like, intimidating shot. Like, this lady is mad, and uh, she's going to let everybody know about that. Another great shot, there's a close-up of her when the monks come and talk to Nasasha, and you can see them reflected in her glasses. And earlier you got to see her commanding officer reflected in her glasses too, but I didn't uh, do a screen grab of that just because I thought it wasn't worth it, and there was a better way to, to capture the conflict going on between her and that guy. There's a really fun shot of Rain with her arms akimbo and a wrench in her hand, her right hand, and she's uh, standing in front of, uh, of uh, the Gundam. Um, Shining Gundam, and uh, Saishashi's at her feet, which you can't see in the shot until it pans down, but she's got this really disappointed look on her face, and uh, it just really tickles me. I like how she gets to be loving and caring and soft, but then she also gets to have so much attitude, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, Final shot I want to talk about, it's after uh, Argo has ripped off his arm, his Gundam's arm, and uh, Saishashi is exhausted from fighting so hard. Um... I think in boxing they call it rope dope is the technique that Argo was using against him. He was letting his opponent expend all this energy so that he can come up and you know beat him in the end. Um, you know, means taking a lot of hits or dodging a lot of hits, uh, but like moving very subtly, which is cool because it kind of shows off the difference between the two of them. So Say she's you know so much less experienced than Argo is, especially because Argo he's only 26. Uh, you know, he's 10 years older than him and he's been a space pirate for years, so he has all that combat experience. But it's a really great shot because it shows how big the Gundams are. Um, it's just like a nice, uh, contrast between them in all these trees and these, you know, cliffs or mountains, these bluffs rising up from the landscape. And, uh, I don't know. It's just, I, I love the contrast and how much more beautiful and impactful, um, the show looks when the Gundams are in nature in the Guiana Highlands. So in conclusion, this was a great episode of G Gundam, uh, I, I don't know if it's one of my favorites or or not, but it just, there was so much good in it and you can, I mean, obviously I spoke for so long about it. Uh, I probably could have talked for longer, but I'm I, trying to keep this as trim and tight as possible. But uh, I just, I can't seem to talk for less than like 13 minutes about these shows. So uh, I guess that's how good they are. So before I go, I wanted to just throw a couple things out there. Uh, Diablo, thanks for the comments on the last video. Uh, I will be keeping um, screenshots in the episode post. Uh, the GIFs I might put in there, but uh, the way I'm producing things, uh, I'm only producing one episode at a time and the GIFs take a little longer because I have to load them back into a video editor and pull them out. But I have them screenshotted, like the timestamps, so I can, like the time stamps, so I can uh, quickly grab them and produce them. Uh, but I figure I'm going to get the episode prepped and then I might add those to the episode later in the week um, just because, or I might just do them on Twitter. I, I don't know, we'll have to see uh, some of the gifts I produced last week for the show uh, or the show notes weren't... They were too big to go on Twitter, so that kind of stunk. Um, so there's that. Uh, and then uh, that's all I had to say about that aspect of things. Uh, the other thing is I want to do some cross-promotion right now. I am doing a uh, comics. I'm doing some Marvel comics right now, uh, reviews uh, here on Recipher. I'm also doing uh, tokusatsu reviews. I'm going through all of the common writers, the first 20 years, uh, episode four or the the fourth writer, which is five. I'm about to do an episode on that coming out this Friday. Uh, and my schedule is pretty much firmly now, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it's mobile fighter, Gundam, or King of hearts, queen of sorrows. Um, and then, uh, the comics review. And then, uh, Friday is, uh, another writer cast where I'm covering those 20 things. And then I'll kind of go from there. So if you like what I'm doing here, please go ahead and check those out. I'm really trying to, uh, build myself as a, uh, Content creator of a lot of different stuff, as well as a writer, because um, I'm enjoying these things and it's nice to take a break from life and from writing by enjoying these things that I'm watching. And I figure I may as well try to get something out of them anyway, by doing these reviews and uh, putting them up here to try to, like I said, build the channel and build my brand and stuff. So uh, yeah, if you want to support me, if you like what you're hearing here, go ahead and check those things out, please. And make sure you, uh, you know, subscribe, share all that good stuff. And uh, that's all I really have to say. Uh, Thank you. I'd love more feedback and interaction. Um, (laughs) Like if you want to answer a question about this episode, like what was your favorite bit of episode 19 of mobile fighter G leave it in the comments. Uh, I'd love to see that. Thanks. Thank you for your time and attention. I'd love to do more of this. Like, share, and subscribe to cheer me on or give me feedback to make me stronger and smarter. Visit luminousbeings.blog for more. I link everything I do there, so if you want to comment, that's the place where I'll definitely see it.